Okay, this is uh, August the 12th, 2015, and I'm going to name this talk The Process of Sacrifice. Now, one of the things that is very uh, difficult is that we're living in chaotic times. So when I make these talks, it's just absolutely uh, a way of getting some insight. So we can talk about this a thousand times, a million times, and still bring in different dimensions of this process of making a sacrifice. So the first thing I wanted to state here is that we need to look at this life experience in this three-dimensional materialistic plane, okay? We need to look at it in a certain way in order for us to gain spiritual wisdom. Okay, so when I say the word spiritual wisdom or knowledge, I'm not talking about the ego. Because the ego is a tool. The ego is not eternal. Okay? The ego is constantly changing. The ego that you were using as a two-year-old is not the ego that you use as an eight-year-old. So the ego is, is, is something that is being shaped. Okay, now, when you start talking about what fuels the ego, it's the spirit. So many times you hear me talk about uh, a spirit incarnating in a physical body. And you will hear me say the word, this is this physical body. Uh, it's like a motel room. Okay, now some people say the body is the temple of the soul. It can be. It can be a temple, but it also can be a slum yard. Okay, you, could, you know, this is this is the reflection here as is all different uh, states that you can find bodies in. So this is wisdom. We're talking wisdom here. So and and knowledge of a higher type which means that it's going to be difficult to integrate this into your existing. Okay. So this is work. When our goal here is to rise up out of the ashes of uh, ignorance of inappropriate desire structures and of reaction patterns that, that uh, uh, log us into hell states. Okay. So we want to rise up out of that stuff. And what we're going to do is we want to reinvest with integrating ourselves with the oneness of life. Okay. And that gets past dualistic thinking. Okay. Which is this whole thing about day, night, up, down, in, out. It gets us past that whole process. Okay. Of dividing things up and in order to navigate. Okay. So. Let's do what the first dimension is, is that there will be challenges since this, this whole thing about separation, which means that I have a life and that life is being conceived as things I want to experience, things I don't want to experience. And my whole concept of how does it work? How, how does this whole thing come together? How does it work? OK, so that's where the ignorance comes in. Because, you know, our philosophy, our religion, you know, there's just so many different point of views that we can take on. How do we conceive of life? 
and the system of which it works. We use wisdom to bypass the low philosophies, the low, the low rituals and religions or whatever. We want to get up high enough that we get out of these storms, out of these cloud formations. And we begin to say, oh, okay, you know, now I can deal with the whole concept of love as living through the giving. Okay. Uh, Now that's against an ego saying, you know, Hey, uh, a ego gives to get, and if they give and they don't see them getting back the returns that they feel that are justifiable, they go into this anger and this resentment and this depression. So an ego is going to evaluate the life experience a whole lot different. It's going to be a me, I, my, it's going to be me. If you got I, you got them. See, this is the dualistic thinking pattern. Okay. If you want to get rid of them, then you get rid of I. Okay. So that's a reintegration back into the oneness of things where there is no separation. Okay. So I'm using the word process because the word process means it's, it's a refiner's thing. We do go into and we do use the ego and we do use uh, separation of choice uh, as a tool to become wiser. So a lot of people want perfection with, with, with appeal. You know, I just want to be perfect and, and never be challenged. And that's, that's, that's the key word here. I don't want to be challenged because challenge uh, is uncomfortable, you know, and challenge, you know, it, it does not make me feel F E E L good. Okay. So, um, and many times you hear me say in this season, don't trust your feelings. Okay. When I talk about insight and I talk about a personal verification of wisdom, that's saying get to the heart chakra, drop all of your selfish expectations and see if in fact this is more positive and constructive of a way of living and seeing life than your ego. Now, that's a lot different than I feel. So it's not the ego and its desire patterns, which is going to make your heaven and hell. Okay. I desire if you get what you desire, then you're in heaven. If you don't get it, then you're in hell. And it's all based upon the ignorance of how you see the world. Okay. That's the ego. But if you go from the spiritual point of view, it was like, make this decision based on integration with the oneness. So this wisdom is above them and me. It just happens to be the best in light, the best in ethics, in truth, in love. You can feel this energy. Well, when you make a decision from that heart chakra, from that whole spiritual energy of just letting go, that's your best attempt at that at that moment of reintegration with the oneness of life. Because the oneness of life is neither created or destroyed. It's not changing. It's, it's not impermanent. That's when we get down on this three dimensional world plane and trying to navigate through this experience. That's when we have all of this, this energy here. So when, 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 uh, in star Wars, the way they did it was, it was like Luke 
trust the force. Well, obviously, Han Solo and Chewie, they didn't know what they said. This is weird. Trust the force. They had guns. They were smugglers. They, they, they didn't care about these different religions and different things like that. And yet here's Luke training blindfold and somebody's shooting lasers at him and he's defending it with a lifesaver. Okay. So obviously when Ben is saying, trust your feelings, he surely isn't talking about Luke. Trust your feelings as a hick ads, a hick farmer. Uh, he's not talking about that level of trust or infatuations with, you know, Princess Leia and all that. He's not talking about that level of feelings. He's talking about relax and get into this universal energy. Okay, so this is the same thing here. Okay, now I talked about the process of sacrifice. Why why am I bringing this up? In the process of one trying to grow towards the oneness of life, you're going to experience life challenges. Every being on this plane has life challenges. And in the process of those life challenges, you're going to be confronted with what can move you towards devolving into more selfishness, uh, lustful or greed or whatever you want to say. And, and all of this uh, revenge and anger, or whatever, getting caught up in this pattern, these hell states and what brings us out of these, what the transcendence, transformation, transmutation into something higher, uh, more truthful. Okay. When you have a conflict or, you know, you're going to have to say, okay, my power is not in controlling the outer world. Now, again, we're talking about as a spirit, administrating through an ego being attached to a body on this three-dimensional plane. My power as a spirit through this ego is not in controlling the outer world. My power is in how I react to these challenges. Okay. So we realize again, that one person's pleasure is another person's pain. So these so-called circumstances outside of us, depending upon your perspective, are interpreted in different ways. Depending upon your desire structures, you will react to these things in certain ways. We can change our desire structures. We can choose not to react in the negative, in these hell states. We can take that ignorance and move it up to knowledge. Okay, now we come up to some key information here. When we have a conflict, the spirit can choose to react in such a way to say, I will no longer channel energy into this desire structure. I will no longer choose to view these objects outside of me as having power to force me to react in these hell state manners. In order to do that, you have to make a sacrifice. Okay, so listen to this word. So what are we talking about? If desire is attaching yourself to objects and, 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 and wanting a certain outcome, then this process of sacrifice 
is dissolving and detaching yourself from objects and desire structures. It's detaching. So now once you detach yourself from the heaven, you have dissolved the hell. Once you understand that to desire itself is limited and it is ignorant. Okay. Then you have moved through wisdom and insight to a higher level of functioning. Now, when you move to a higher level, what's going to fuel that growth is the energy that you gain from that sacrifice. That, that, that's what brings that whole baby, the, the, uh, 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 the conception of something, uh, a, new, a new sphere of functioning, giving. The, you know, that's what brings, that's the energy we're going to use. Now, this is not a closed system. That means that when you breathe, you're not breathing your your personal air. You know, it, all the people of the world breathe the air on the world. And the same thing is, you know, we share. Well, there is no separation in the oneness. So any illusion that you can hoard resources, you know, and, and protect yourself from uh, experiencing uh, certain things. This is a fool's quest. This is this whole thing of King Minus wanting gold. And then when it came time for him to feed his body, everything he touched turned to gold and you can't eat gold and nurture your body. So that, you know, he didn't have companions. They were gold. Anything he touched turned to gold. And this is what the ego tries to do in all of this plotting. This is why it lives in fear and it's under stress, 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 because every move that can threaten the ego is busy trying to find a counter move. It's trying to get away. It's trying to find a magic fast food process, food, quick technique. Give me the magic pill. I want to get out of here. I do not want to experience these things. OK, why me? All right. Now. Let's say that the ego has habit patterns from beginningless time of perceiving things a certain way of lusting for things a certain way. Let's just say that they're there. Now we don't need to go through hypnosis and past life regression or anything like that to say, Oh, I see. I was this person or I did this thing. I did this thing. And that's why this is happening today. We don't need to do that. Let's just start from the fact of it's happening and you have the wisdom in spirit to know that there's a higher way of integrating yourself with the oneness of life. At that moment that you know that you can make a sacrifice, a sacrifice to not indulge in that desire pattern, to not project energy out in that pattern. To break that cloud formation up and, and, and the sun is shining. It's always shining. The cloud is blocking the light. You break that cloud up. Now, in order to do this, the body's feelings are going to have to be under. See, understand. It's got to be under 
the stand you're taking spiritual. Okay, now let's look at this again. This is where this phrase comes from. Uh, when uh, Christ had uh, fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And here comes the, when, when this is a sacrifice, the cleansing. It's a cleansing process, but it's a sacrifice. And at the weakest moment, and when you end the fast, you want water. You want nourishment, nourishment. And here comes Satan. Turn that rock into water. You know, um, you know, make this, make this happen. Make that happen. And when that didn't work, he said, I'll offer you, you know, uh, all these, all these so-called trinkets and everything like that. And that's, this, this is what we talk about when we talk about, you know, materialism. You know, these, these are trinkets, you know, and, and so here's this Christ saying, get behind me, see, get behind me. And you have to say that to your body. When the body says, I just want to feel good. I just want all my systems to work all the time. I don't want to experience any disease. There's no, there's no moral energy in the body saying that. And person says, well, I'm, I'm pregnant. Well, what are you wishing for? I'm not wishing for a boy or a girl. I just want the baby to be healthy. Listen to that. That has nothing to deal with life challenges or anything. Just give my body, the body of my baby, health. Okay. So anytime you start working with something spiritual, you're going to talk about challenges. Because that's the, that's the refinement process. We want to go from ignorance to knowledge. And even knowing the knowledge is not enough. Because if you if you just know the knowledge, you know the good you should do, and you don't do it, then you're still caught in a hell state. Okay. But you have to live through the giving. And then you reintegrate with the oneness of life. Now, <clears throat> let's go over this energy. So that's when I tell you to ignore uh, the lower feelings. This means that if you decide to break a habit pattern, that habit still can call you, taunt you, and it will make you feel uncomfortable. But the choice, the power to choose a different path to make a sacrifice is within your means. For this is the highest truth that that wisdom exists in the one. It's in the one. It always has been in the one. It always will be in the one. We have to choose to become it. Okay. And in time, since they're in spirit, there's no such thing as time and space. That's the way the ego manages day-to-day -day life. It divides it up into time, space, colors, sounds, touch. You know, you go through the, the uh, taste, you know, uh, you go through the uh, six senses and then you get in the mind. There's all kinds of ways of thinking about things. Uh, but that's a, that is a process. Okay. Now, suppose that you know that a desire functioning like the desire to have perfect health. You find out that that is a waste of time 
because all bodies change. They're risen up from dust. They're put together out of seed and egg. And we're talking about bodies here. Okay. And that, you know, they talk about the DNA pool of the, you know, that spans from the mother and the father or whatever like that. That's just the hotel room. Okay. But it says, what good does it do you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Then it says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all things will be added to it. Okay. So we're just looking at this as this, these are just ancient wisdom. It says, once you have decided the highest spiritual truth, then you dispense to the ego to change the desire structures and change the reactions to not getting what you want in accordance with that higher truth. And if the mind, which is tied up with this ego brain complex, memory, habit patterns, and if that thinking is the sixth sense, is thought. So here we got the sense of sight, the sense of sound, taste, touch, hearing. What well, I got that hearing in there. Um, smell. If we got six of them, then these memory habit patterns are just desire structures that have been participated into. We call them cloud patterns. And they're saying in the present moment, recommit energy to doing the same thing. Now you can begin to see how a hell state can hold a, a, a spiritual being. Okay. Because we have to go through these habit patterns and not surrender. Now, a lot of this thing has to do with consciousness and focus. So if you sit up there, I'm going to focus in on, you know, this pain. And the pain brings up a cause of pain. And it brings up a reaction of hate, anger, resentment. All these things are tied up in there. What are we absolutely manufacturing in this moment? In this moment, anger, resentment. And, 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 and a, a conscious perception of this is the way the world works. Okay. So this is what, this is what we're sending out. This is what we have decided to be. When you say, I will sacrifice this desire, I will sacrifice this bodily structure. I will sacrifice this chemical habit. What it's saying is at that point, is that I'm not going to participate in being this energy. This is a war. This is a fight. That right there. Resistance. Now, anybody who goes to the gym, they know. In order to make process to make progress, you absolutely have to absolutely participate in, 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 in exercises that aren't comfortable. And they, you know, if you're gonna do weights, it's called resistance training. And you're absolutely tearing down muscle. You're absolutely fatiguing the body if you get up on that treadmill and run. But you have the wisdom to see that this conditioning itself is going to give you a vessel to be able to do 
at a, at a higher proficiency. It's going to make the, the blood circulate in your body. It has a purpose. So as you meditate, as you focus on the higher purpose and you align this with the sacrifice, that's your living. So you take energy away from those old structures and you put it in this new living. Okay, and that's where the W-I-L-L comes in. That's the will. I will this higher truth into being by investiture. So when those distractions come in, those whispers come in, these it's, it's, uh, these feelings, you absolutely bring this higher knowledge, superimpose it. And you choose this over the other. You weaken the bonds of the old habit. Okay. So if you want to stop a fire that is burning up all your resources, you have to deny that fire fuel. If you want to stop a desire pattern that's burning up your resources, you have to deny that desire fuel. So once you get rid of this me and this I and them, once you divest the objects outside of you of power and say, well, the object doesn't have the power. I'm just projecting this puzzle outside of me just to get a look at it. Obviously, I'm not uh, abandoned because how can I be abandoned if everything is one? Well, I can't feel that. I feels like everybody's getting by and having a better life than me. And I'm the only one down that ego statement alone can give birth to terrorism. That, that, that one ego statement right there that can give birth to revenge, pity, suicide. All these things are, t are possibilities within that image. If you destroy the base of that image, which is this me, this I, if you destroy this so-called heaven, then you're going to take with it the hell state that, that follows it. So in any disease, it's talking about a lack of harmony between the spirit and, and, and the intellect and the emotions and the body and these life seasons. There's some kind of disharmony going on. If you talk about a disease state challenge, then they come up with these names like tuberculosis is a certain configuration. HIV is another configuration. And these configurations are endless. And then people who want to experience the most sensual experiences in life on the high level. If you tell them they have any of these conditions, they'll say, oh, no, this is going to limit me from indulging. In my desire patterns, is there some quick way out of it? Okay. And if it's not, what a tragedy and how unfair it is. Okay. And these are absolutely processes, impermanent. Okay. They're only tied down to time and space by egos. Okay. So. Let's go back here. So let's just say that I am going to sacrifice a habit pattern 
and free the energy up and reinvest that energy into wisdom. Okay. And the ego, like a parrot, says, yep, I'm going to do this. And then from life challenges, some things come up. And all of a sudden, the ego says, well, uh, I'll start that new diet tomorrow. I'll, you know, this is just one drink or these are extenuating circumstances. I'm going to go back on my word. Uh, I didn't think it through correctly. And it indulges in the old memory desire pattern. Reinvites back in the hell state and the ignorance. Okay. Now, this happens. And therefore, when you start talking about making your new life, either the burning, the ashes of your old life, that's called a Phoenix experience in the sign of Scorpio. That is the highest. Uh, the key word for Scorpio is I desire. That's the highest way of handling desires. You give up the old object patterns. You're able to see them as inefficient, selfish. You give them up. You burn them down. You deny them fuel and you begin to soar. Into the heavens as a firebird. So you have inspiration. That, that is that, that's passion of inspiration. That's the Phoenix experience. Okay. And that doesn't happen through a magic pill. That doesn't happen because some angel came outside of you and said, I'm going to fly you up. That happens through the will. Okay. So there's a certain vibrational expansion that happens to you when you sacrifice something that is egotistically selfish for something that is spiritually wise and integrating and tied in with more love and giving. There's, there's something that happens to you. And it is in this environment within your heart chakra, which at the highest energy of a person says mind to you in any type of spiritual orientation, they're not talking about the brain and ego thought they're talking about something from the heart and integrated with this so-called brain of consciousness, but it has to be on the dominion of the heart. Okay. And so when a person says, well, that person's functioning, but their heart is not in it. This is what they're trying to begin to talk about. Why isn't your heart in this? It looked like you, you know, you don't have the will to live. This is you're still functioning, but you don't have the will to live. OK, well, it's not something that you could just put on a scientific table and put it on a scale and measure it. But it is something that when in the dominion of it, you can tell the difference between that and selfish ignorance. And what distracts you from this area has to be reassessed. It has to be resisted. It has to be challenged and it has to be burned to ashes, sacrificed. Here's the word sacrifice. So since every structure in this three dimensional plane is impermanent, constantly changing. Which means that 
The structure can change, but because we act like an ostrich and we put our head in the sand. Okay, we just, you know, I'm scared. I'm just going to put my head in the sand. That doesn't mean that the danger and that the movement around you will stop just for your own selfish uh, consciousness. So that's why a lot of times when people have uh, diseases that they're told, oh, my goodness, I just did a test. You have a cancer of the prostate. You have, you know, th- this is how they do it. You know, uh, I, I feel kind of bad. What, what You know, they do these tests and they say, well, this is what you got. They'll say, I'm just now becoming conscious of this. And I just can't connect the dots. Where did the hell did this come from? Oh, my God. You know, where, what's going on here? Well, that's consciousness. And so consciousness and unconsciousness is part of it. takes both of them to become one. So there's always things going on in the unconscious. Rationality and irrationality. It takes both of those to become one. Why do I keep, you know, people say this. Why do I keep on meeting these crazy people, these confused people? Well, in order to become one You have to take both rational and irrational and bring them to peace and see the truth above it. So you're not bound by either one. Okay, so when you make a sacrifice, this is like these people, they say, well, I I will do a pledge or I'm going to tithe or I'm going to fast. I'm going to diet. I'm going to give up marijuana. When you make a sacrifice, it's not about the object. And this is hard. Because if you say, well, uh, you know, the object is what I desired. Okay. And it is the fuel and I'm going to give it up. I want to tell you. That it is about the process of growing closer to the oneness. That's what it's about. Okay. So all these things out here, cars and houses and these people pursuing youth. It's easy for a baby to pursue youth. Than it is for a person 81 years old to pursue youth. One's in season and one is out of season. So all these resources for a person out of season to make it look like they're in season. You see, it's not focused on this whole spiritual growth thing that I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. So again, when you have doubt, you have two masters. That's right. One master says left and the other says right. And this now we come back to this whole process of the blind leading the blind. Now, why this whole thing I'm talking to you is important is because you will find that many people who try to talk about wisdom, they'll say, stay in the middle. In fact, they one of the higher forms of Buddhism is the middle way. Neither up or down, neither how to call, stay in the middle. Okay, staying in the middle itself from a worldly egotistical point of view means that you are neither hot or cold, but lukewarm. Okay, but if you stay in the middle and go with wisdom and insight, then you have a triangle. That means you see 
you see both hot and cold. You understand how one moves into the other. And you can see that these things will change with seasons that are not in your control. And you grow to accept a different set of challenges, which will help you grow again and again and again. So you never wish the challenges away. So some people, they just wipe their heads and say, wow, I'm glad that that uh, object is gone. That bully or that that, uh, you know, that life challenge. I'm glad it's gone. You're always going to have life challenges because you're not one at peace with the oneness of life. You're not. Okay. So you don't get upset when you get these so-called habit patterns. And so you hear me say the word, do your best. Now, wait a minute. Do your best. What, What the hell is he saying? Your spirit in the heart. Okay, this whole ego administrator, okay, who's going to have this so-called intellectual orientation, okay, and this emotion that is more so bound to be reactive to whatever your desire structures are. However you paint this world, that's that's what your emotions are going to be doing, as you can see in food. You go all to these different cultures in this world, they got different taste acclimations. Okay, and so um, and then then you get into this slow vessel, which is this body, which grounds you to this earth plane. Okay, so once you say I'm living in this moment and I'm doing my best. And then a month later, somebody comes up and says to you, well, I don't know why you went the hard way. You know, because with my particular point of view, you know, you didn't have to suffer. You you didn't have to die. You wouldn't you not. Why did you do that? You just waste all the energy. All you have to do is come over here and bow down to my master over here. You know, see things the way I see it. And you would have no these not have these challenges and you have this heaven state over here. Okay. Then we go into if you believe that you go into regret. Now, here we go with 2020 hindsight is 2020 vision. Now we, we're over here again with this whole energy of, uh, you know, what's wrong with me? You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not so smart. I'm not this and that I'm stuck down here. Okay. I don't have the same resources. Another person has this puts you into that state. Now, what is that doing? It's poisoning your will in this moment. That's what it does. So you're not burning anything. You're not getting rid of any fuel. You're not moving any knowledge around here. You're tied up with celebrating those dark hell state emotions and energies. And those are seeds that will bind you. You're planning that. And that will become an issue of future binding. Now, what do we care? What was planted? If we are determined in our garden, if you sit up there and you put five seeds out and, it, and and I go to you and I say, show me your garden. I say, oh, my God, do you see all these rocks and weeds around here? He said, don't worry. It was worse than that when I started. I'm pulling so many of these weeds a day. This is this is much better than what it was. Don't you know that as a process, you are growing no matter what my point of view is. Because you are removing rocks and weeds and enhancing the growth of the seeds. 
So how can this person outside of you or these people outside of you manage your garden? They can't. So it's the process of de-weeding. You put up that resistance will energy. You identify what is constructive, what is growth. So that when you find yourself and you have said to yourself, I have made a sacrifice with the best knowledge that I've had. That's what I did. And I can't change it. Notice the word you we cannot change the past. We can change our way of reacting to the past. That's conscious consciousness. And if we change our consciousness over reaction, it's going to have some impact on our feelings. But you shouldn't make the quality of how well you're doing on that habit pattern. That's why when they get up in Alcoholics Anonymous, they don't say, uh, I stopped drinking and therefore I'm OK. They say, no, I'm an alcoholic and I haven't had a drink in so many days. So they are on guard for the rest of their life with alcohol. They're on guard. So it's the same thing. When you make this sacrifice, you say, what is the sacrifice for? And if you sit up and say, I'm going to make a sacrifice. This is, this is the, the phrase they say, if your left hand is constantly dragging the wholeness of you into these low levels of thinking and emotions and whatever, cut it off. Now a person would say, well, that two hands are better than one. You know, hell, what do you just put a glove on your left hand? Just do this. Just do that. What it's saying is making a, a commitment not to reinvest in this moment with that same dark energy. And if the object itself. is just a tool. It's a statement. It doesn't have the power. There's no way in the world that your left hand itself is conscious enough. To spiritually bind you. That's right. The minute you take the silver cord out the body, I can tell you, I don't care who you're talking about. They could have been a genius or whatever. Their left hand does not have that consciousness. It cannot keep that life force in that body. So it's an object. The power is not in the object. Okay. So. Now, when somebody tells you, well, <laughs> your left hand's gone, maybe you can get a hook. And if you got a lot of money, maybe you can get a you know, bionic hand or whatever like that. That's not what you should be putting your energy in. What you should be putting your energy in is that I had as a spirit, the wisdom to know that this is a motel, that the body is just a motel. If you get in a car accident and you lose three teeth, that's just the motel. It's not worth giving up wisdom. It's not worth getting into resentment and regret. Now, if these things come and knock on your door, resist them, fight it. That's right. And you have to reinvest in that sacrifice. So that's how you justify these worldly sacrifices. There is no permanent good. There is no permanent bad. You're not locked in. So it's not about managing a certain worldly existence for a person who used to be one of the biggest criminals and rapists can see the light, transform, grow 
and be one of the better counselors out there because the people that come to them, when they come with these weak things, they know these hell states and they will be in a position to point them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. used to do that. I was there. OK, you're probably thinking A, B, C and D. I'm going to tell you this. and I'm tell you that. So it's not about it's not about trying to hold anything permanent. It's about being able to use everything as a process. And that makes it more so dynamic than stagnant. So we're not worshiping stagnant events in one's life. You know, every time I come to that thought that I did so-and-so thing, I can't get around it. And, you know, now I have a phobic reaction. We're not talking about that. We're trying to get past that. And we're trying to sit back and say, can I change the reaction pattern? And the answer is because you are part of the one and all these patterns are temporal, impermanent. Obviously, you can transcend, transform all of them. With the right alchemy, the right formula. Okay, and so I'm saying this is not something that the ego can wrap its head around. It's not something that your feelings. Your feelings, you know, my goodness, they're just like Chicken Little. Chicken Little gets hit in the head, is crying. But to come up and say the sky is falling. I don't think that you should be trusting these feelings to be come up making statements of why this happens. Somebody's picking on you. I feel like I'm abandoned by all the people I love. Now, suppose that all the people that you have love objects with are not being responsible to your life challenges. Okay. If you don't desire for them to be responsive, then their non-responsiveness cannot hurt you. It's impossible. So when the ego starts this stuff and says, you know, if I can't control that and it seems to be challenging me, could this not be the season that is my life challenge? This is where my resistance training should be. And that the possibilities of moving past these hell states, that's where my focus should be. That's the energy that we're trying to get into. So the deal is, is that once you decide that you want to sacrifice something on the outside, it's just a tool. It's just a tool to help you with the process of growth. So there's no need for regret. Because no matter how you lay out the life circumstances, they're all impermanent. They are. They're all illusionatory. They're all deceptive. No matter how you lay the cards out. So we don't need to get into the grass is greener. Let's start right here. This moment where you're at. And let's start talking about. Tracing back from. The depression and the anger. Over here to the desires that are out of season inappropriate that don't speak to the higher truth. Let's trace it back. And let's, if it's, if it's too complex, let's break it down into smaller pieces, but let's de-weed that garden. Tell me you got two weeds pulled today. Tell me you took two rocks and tell me that you spent some extra time and watered and made sure that those seeds got some sunlight. Because there's no need of you condemning the seeds. The seeds are good. I know that the root structure of the spirit is part of the one. And it's integrated with the one. Never been separated from the one. And the separation is a delusion. 
But if that seed itself is not given the right circumstances and nurturing, if it's not processed in a certain way, it's not going to yield the higher fruit. Give this room for some thought. I'm sending love.